You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media West of Scotland Football Show. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. It's a pleasure to welcome this week's special guest. Thank, welcome to the show, Dean Muir from Bell, Bell South Athletic. Dean, welcome to the show, it's a pleasure to have you on. Hi Scott, yeah, likewise it's a pleasure to be on. Um, it's nice to eventually, as I said earlier, um, off here and put a, a friendly face to the name. Um, so, um, fair date Bell South, obviously we appreciate the time that you're willing to give us as well, and hopefully um, it helps promote the club and um, gives people a wee sort of flavour um, you know, what's been happening with about Bells Athletic in the last few while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, thanks very much for those kind words as well. It's been a, it's been a bit of a, a strange season, I'm sure you'll agree. Obviously, there's been a, a managerial change. The club's been the club's in a bit of a, kind of difficult time the past 18 months, I'm sure you'll agree. There's been a lot. We could probably spend the whole podcast talking about that, but I know kind of the simple version of it, a lot of things have been kind of changing Again, it's just been obviously tough for yourselves that you've been in since the summer. What's it been like? Is it what's how you found it since you've been in? Um, a bit of a whirlwind, if I'm <laughs> going to be honest with you, Scott. Um, obviously, uh, when I first came back to the club, um, it was with a view that I was going to try and get you know my fitness back again and get involved in playing games. And although I've achieved that on and off a wee bit, but I think um, certainly my age is definitely catching up with me a bit, and my legs are quick to remind me that it's a uh, it's not just as easy as getting a couple of games under your belt and you're up and running sort of thing. But um, but I came in at a time where obviously the club was um, under quite a bit of transition. Um, Gary Elliott, previous manager, came in um, you know, midway through last season. Done really well. The club's got a lot to thank the guy for. He's a lovely boy with a lot of time for him. He's a local lad. You know, he, he seized an opportunity and ultimately um, sort of looked after the club in terms of being able to bring a squad together to, to allow us to fulfil our fixtures. Since then, um, you know, obviously we nearly came in in October there, so the season was barely up and running. Um, and it's it's a lot of hard work. I've played the game for a long time, but uh, I don't think you really appreciate the, the amount of time and effort and commitment that it takes yeah. um, to run a club as well. And that's purely for the playing side. You've then obviously got the, the off-field side of the club as well. And, um, I think now that we've got the club aligned between the, the off-field stuff and the, the on-field stuff, you're, we're now starting to bear some fruit with that. Uh, and I think the Scottish Cup run, obviously, uh, and a few of the league results we've had of late um, are indicative of, of the fact that the club's been moving forward, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. As well, obviously, speaking of the, the kind of league position as well, sitting in uh, 12th place in 18 points from 14 games, uh, two wins out of two recently, obviously a big one in Saturday that we'll talk about against Lark Call, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned there, obviously, we'll touch on the Junior Cup in a minute, but the league league as well, we spoke about it off here, it's a very, very competitive league and there's a lot of teams that, that are kind of capable of beating each other and it's kind of the way the pyramid system's worked and it's it's worked out really well with the kind of conferences and things like that. But it's been a it's been a sort of fairly solid season so far, I would say. Aye, I, I, I would agree, Scott, I would agree. Um, I think where we found it difficult was we try to get a consistent run of games on the, the, the division. Um, obviously, with the that kind of run in the Scottish and just the way that was falling, being away up at Aberdeen a couple of times in the earlier rounds. Um, one of our rounds against uh, Stonywood was postponed six to six minutes in and we were sent back up a fortnight later yeah. to go again. And, uh, and then obviously that cold snap that we had there just at the, the, the beginning of December sort of put a few of the fixtures off. So for us, it's really just trying to settle into a consistent run of league fixtures um, and then we'll really see where we are, you know, in terms of how far away we are or, whether we're actually that far away or no, do you know what I mean? But um, in terms of trying to get that runner, consistent performances, consistent results, comes with playing consistent games in the division, I think. Um, and kind of that's where it's been a wee bit of stop start for us. Um, however, I think on our day, we've proved that again in Saturday there against a really, really difficult um, side and lap call. I think we're the only team in the division so far this season uh, to keep to a clean sheet against Lapcall, and that's us now played them, you know, away earlier on in the season yeah. and then at home on Saturday. So we've got that in our, in our locker, to be honest, you know, to be robust and be difficult to beat. <coughs> um, 
But equally, you know, we, we like to try and play on the front foot. So, you know, we like to try and take games to, to the sides and we're creating loads of chances. If anything, we're probably a wee bit guilty, you know, converting as many chances as we create. And equally, at the other side, sometimes, you know, when we're well in games or we're ahead in games, we're kind of letting teams back in by conceding sort of sloppy or cheap goals. So it's just really trying to balance that out and get the lads to believe in what they're doing and trust each other as well. Do you know what I mean? And that, I think we can see that starting to come. Absolutely, yeah, and as well, obviously, the, the kind of highlight of the season so far has been the Junior Cup run, kind of highlighted, obviously, with the, the penalty shot of Victor over Coburnley. Huge, huge for a, for a club like Belsal, obviously, to get that run, but to get into the last eight of such a prestigious tournament and then, obviously, a home a home visit of Glen Afton as well, it's going to be some occasion for the club and one that I think the, the club will be, be very much looking forward to. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's there's a buzz already even uh, about the, the, the town, and that's nice because again, I think the club have been starved of that for quite a number of years now. Yeah. Um. So you know, and that, that's something that I reminded the players even at half time against Coburnley when we were two nothing down, and, and ultimately at that point, you know, most people probably in the, the, the ground that that day didn't really see a comeback coming on. I felt we were still in the game to be honest at two nothing down. Um. You know, and I and I reminded the boys of that, and ultimately. I mean, I played, you know, junior football for 16 seasons or whatever, and I got to the semi-final once. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that just shows you how few and far between these occasions can be. Um, you know, and it's trying to instill that in the players that, you know, they're 45 minutes away for you to try to turn this tie around about and getting into a quarter-final. And it might be the, the last time that some of these boys ever get to a quarter-final. You just don't know. Um, and as you've rightly said, Scott, you know, every junior club that starts a season sees this the junior cup as the flagship competition yeah. and you know it's amazing how much getting to this stage even does domestically for you as well and keeps that confidence within the squad. And yeah. um, so you know it's a win win all round and obviously the club financially are, are, are benefiting at it. Um, you know the exposure people are now starting to raise an eyebrow again at the fact that Belsall's kind of starting to put themselves back on the map. You know, and listen there's a lot of work to be done, I'm not gonna lie, you know, and when you're done mixing it at, at the division that we're in, you know, as we've already touched on earlier, that is a really, really competitive league. So, you know, any team that can go on a consistent run, you know, and pick up enough points to be sitting up that top end of the division de- deserves to be where they are. Yeah. Um, and that's what to be your target. Might not happen for us this year now, but certainly that is a target. Um, and it's now about taking one game at a time. And again, that, that result on Saturday there hopefully instills that bit of confidence and self-belief in the, the, the players that actually, if they go and apply themselves and equip themselves on a Saturday, you can, you know, we can take points off of any any team in the division. And I think that applies across the board, you know, because mm-hmm. teams are capable of taking points off of us just the same. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll touch a bit in the, the Junior Cup game kind of later on in the show when we'll kind of recap, review the kind of what's coming up as well. We did have some league action over the weekend with a lot of exciting games over, over the five divisions. We'll get your thoughts uh, and a, a few of them. We'll start with the game on Friday night. Dean, co one and three, Darvel six. You certainly get your your money's worth if you went to the boss on Friday night. Chris Drewstail with a hat trick. Mackenzie McShane and Kirkpatrick gives the, the league leaders a six three victory. Again, you just look at we've spoke about it so long with Darvel. They they can spread goals across the board. Co one and gave a good account of their sale, but the Darvel train keeps going, and they've got a massive occasion to look forward to next Monday night. Right, no, listen, absolutely. And, um, you know, that Darvel are where they are because, you know, they've recruited well and it's all right saying that, you know, the club's got money behind them. And, but ultimately, they've got to spend that wisely. They've got to recruit wisely with the players that they bring in, you know, and Mick's got to have, you know, a, a group of boys there who's not just there, to, you know, to pick up a wage at the end of the month. They're there because, you know, they want to play for the team and, you know, they want to be successful as, as a group. And I think, you know, you're seeing that um, because... It's difficult even, you know, up in that, that top division as well. You know, we're talking about that competitive nature of your division. I think you can say that about any of the divisions, really. Um, and although the levels are different, but you've still got to go and earn that 91 games, you know. And we've obviously played for one in, earlier on in the season yeah. um, in the League Cup. And take it for me, they're a good football mm-hmm. side. If you've not seen them in person, they are a good side. Um, so for Darvo to, you know, um, <laughs> score six goals against them at Kowinan, um, I think that just highlights the strength and the depth of the, the, the Darvel side. And as you touched on the early goals being spread throughout the team, they're dangerous for, you know, for all areas of the pitch. Um, and, you know, Cowinning are name up, so it's a crack result for them. Yeah, and I think the thing with Cowinning as well, as we spoke about it so many times, I've, I've spoke to David about it as well recently. It's just about finding, getting that run. Like I know 
they're sitting in thirteenth and they'll be thinking, like, oh, we we need to kind of hurry up. Games will the games will come, the wins will come because they're such a good side. Thomas Collins as well scoring a double for Cowan, and they're more than capable of getting the results. And as you say, they're they've got talent spread across the board, but when you come up against a double team in that level of form, it's very very difficult. That and and that's that's exactly it. And as I say, I've already I've seen and witnessed Cowan first hand. There's absolutely no reason why when you look at you know the teams in that division. And as much as they're all capable of taking points off each other, but you know, if everything clicks for co-winning, um, there's no reason why they can't go and start racking up some points as well. And I'm sure, um, you know, when we get into, uh, or certainly out of the, the kind of cold snap, and I know we're certainly running into that again this week, so who knows how that will affect uh, you know the upcoming fixtures. But certainly, once the the weather starts to turn in our favour, um, you know, co-winning have definitely got a strong enough squad that they can go and start picking up enough points to you know to be fine in that division. Yeah, definitely. A really impressive run of form so far for Bede. Four runs in a four wins in a row, a seven one home victory over Peters Hill, doubles for Josh Fowler, Carlo Monte, and Andy Monk, Rudy Lennon, uh, Langan, sorry, with the seventh for Bede. Strainy was asked the other day if he if he sided in a, a title run, a, a title challenge. I know he played it down, but the form suggests that they're more than capable of potentially being up at the top of the the table. Cause when you've got guys like Josh Fowler and Carlo Monte, when they're in top form, that that beat side's got some tremendous talent in it, and they've got a tremendous manager who's more than capable of doing it. And I, I exactly, uh, Scott and uh, Strain, he's obviously proved that before at uh, his previous clubs. You know that he's uh, more than capable of, um, you know, leading a, a, a kind of title charge with mm-hmm. you know a, a strong squad that he's got to be honest. And as you've touched on there, we Carlo Monte. I mean, I, I've been at the game uh, until I got back involved there at close season for about six seasons. And, um, you know, Monty was in the, the, the score sheet more often than it was just before I hung up the boot. So, mm-hmm. you know, Carlo definitely knows where the, the, the back of the net is. Um, you know, and that was a cracking, um, a cracking signing for them. And again, when you see that type of result, you know, scoring seven in that top division against anybody, um, you know, can't be sniffed at. So... All credit to, to be there, all credit to Saini, um, because they'll be they'll be a, a tough nut to crack, to be honest. And, uh, you know you know what it's like, it's about building momentum, you know, yeah. and Beath clearly have got that uh, in their favour now. So um as much as you'll be modest if, if you put that question to him, I'm sure um, you know, there'll be a sort of quiet confidence that um, if they continue in that kind of vein of form, then they'll not be far away. Yeah, absolutely. And as well, you look at a side like Pollock as well, a 2 a one away to Glenafton, Christy and Duff with the goals. Obviously, Glenafton, we'll touch on them in a wee second, but Pollock, they're on an unbeaten run. Obviously, Stuart's been in there. He's he's, he's been in there, well, obviously, been in before the air game and things like that. It's, he's been able to just go in there and completely take what he's took for Rob Roy and just go in there and a, a really good side and just get them winning games and things like that. They're in a really good unbeaten run. Oh, it's another side, another side that are slipping under the radar here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, I know Maxi we are. I played them at um, uh, Rob Roy, you know, back in the day. And um, you could always see, even as a player, you could see that he had that sort of leadership qualities that he'd been able to go and sort of instill in his management career. And um, what I did like about Maxi's appointment was within you know, a, a fortnight, you know, 10 days to a fortnight, he was starting to make some changes to the squad. So obviously knows what he likes, he knows the style that he likes, he knows the type of players that he likes to work with, um, you know, and he was quick to make some moves, shift a few boys on and bring a, a couple of fresh faces in. Um, and and again, Max, he's, you know, he, he's got that experience behind him. He's, for me, he was overachieving um, at Rob Roy, you know, purely based on the probably the budget that, that Rob Roy would have been able to operate mm. with compared to other teams in that division. Um, but his teams always play football, you know, and they, and they play the right way. Um, and and he's been successful, and I, and I don't see any reason why that shouldn't continue. At Paul. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's gonna he's gonna do really well. I think there's a lot of sides in there as well that are more than capable of putting a, a title ja- t- challenge. Auchinleck's one of them as well. A three-one win over Cambers Lang, one 0 down to Cambers Lang. It's def- obviously Cambers Lang. I've been thinking what like what might have been, but Auchinleck, it's just, it's what they do. They're they pull the socks up, they get results, and they they come they come up against it when it's tough. And Stafford, Taylor, and Sam some of the goals, another rocking light victory against the against the grain. It's just what they do. They just never go away, do they? Nah. they? They never go away. And and again, even you know, I, I've kind of felt, and it's probably a misconception in mind this season. But I, I've kind of felt as if they've not a strong season. But actually, when you look at the league table, 
you look at the fact that they've still got some games to play. I think there are you know two or three games behind some of the teams above them. Yeah. And if they convert the you know the extra fixtures into points, then they're right up there. They're right up there. And listen again, Tucker's as experienced as they come at this level. Um, you know, he knows what it takes. He, you know, he knows what kind of players you know get you success in this division. He knows the kind of style of football that that breeds success, especially down there. You know, a very well supported club. They're always there or thereabouts. And to be honest, they were one of the few clubs, when I was, again, going back to my days of playing, they were one of the few clubs where you come off the park feeling sometimes a bit punch drunk, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because they play very direct, but they're very good at it. You know, it's not just by chance. It's not a, a, a lump ball into the box or whatever. Their movement's excellent. Their midfield players, their wide players, they know when to make the runs, timing the runs, they're intelligent, they're clever. Um, and, you know... It, they're a very, very hard team to, to play against. A very hard team. Whatever you get out of an open leg uh, fixture, you know you've earned your calm, you know, um, playing against them because they're, 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 they're top quality, to be fair. Yeah, and as, as you say, they've still got they've games to make up. You would, you, you, sat in, you were sitting there kind of a couple of months ago. I was kind of probably guilty, as guilty as anybody, thinking as this kind of open leg team kind of reached a peak and you can never rule out Thomas Lowen. You can never, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know... Maybe at the stage you were thinking earlier in the season, are, are they kind of, is it now kind of time for a change and maybe the time to bring in some kind of fresh faces? But as I say, they're just getting there, they're just getting by, they're getting by, they're getting results. They're, they're putting, they're getting a win and run together. And that was the one thing at the start of the season they were kind of, they weren't on a, a specific run of form, but they're, again, I think the one against Darvo in the Junior Cup was the was the catalyst yeah. for them. What I really do. I think that just gave, done them the world of good and they've kicked on for there. Aye, absolutely. And and again, you know, a club like Ocalette with the experience that they've got and the fact that they've operated at that very top end the the junior uh, set up for all these years, you know, yeah. it's about just trusting the process with them, you know, and, and no panicking. You know, even if one, a couple of results don't go their way, there's never a panic, do you know what I mean? Because, they've, they've, you know, they've been out of the course, you know, for, for that long now that, they just need to tap back into their experience and, and they're never, you know, you know they'll never be far away. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next game, uh, come now, Hurlford now. I think a lot of people, including me, would have been thinking if uh, there was going to be a draw this weekend, it would have been there. Two very even sides. I think, I don't think anybody was, anybody was surprised that this finished a draw. No, no, and I wasn't either, to, to be honest. So I'm certainly part of that majority. <laughs> uh, when I looked at that, no, I wasn't surprised. Again, as you, you said, it's just basically two teams even in each other out, really. Yeah. Um, you know, two good sides to be fair, but um, you know, sometimes you get the kind of results, and when you look at the other results across the, the top division, you know, that it, it was a goal fest everywhere, more or less, yeah. barring didn't uh, come up. So, um, but having said that, it's probably a decent point for, for the two of them. You know, I think given the way the sort of game planned out, you know, both teams are probably you know, quite happy to settle for the point and move on to their next fixture again. Yeah, I think both sides will be will be quite happy to get a point out of that game and uh, as long as it wasn't a loss. Big one for Clyde Bank, a 4-1 win over Troon. Goals from McMahon, Kelly, Mulgai and Higgins. I was at this reverse fixture a few months ago and obviously Clyde Bank were 1-0 up at half time and I thought Clyde Bank were, were just going to cruise to a victory but Troon came out excellent in the second half and made it in 1-3-1 and I think by, the, by all reports, it's kind of in the same here. Like Trun were, I think Trun were at good spells in the game, but Clyde Bank were very clinical when they took their chances, and that's been the big that again, just like the first game, that's been the big difference. Aye, and again, I, I think that's quite a, a, a kind of pertinent point. Is if you're ruthless, you know, um, in front of goal, then sometimes although the scoreline might suggest something different, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of the teams are very evenly matched. You know, there'll be quality all, all, all through the, the, the sides. And it's really just about, you know, who makes the least mistakes um, in their backs, you know, back three, back four, whatever they set up, and who's clinical, um, you know, at the, the top end of the pitch. Uh, and I think that's where Clyde Bank have come out, obviously, on, uh, on top uh, at the weekend. You know, they've converted a few of their chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for spells, we are trying with them still very much in the game. But the scoreline suggests a bit of, you know, a bit of, com- a bit of comfortable afternoon. But, you know, I think on the evidence of the game, it probably was anything but that. Yeah, but it's, a, it's another game for Clydebank as well. I mean, the, like for the start of the season, they were maybe a, a team similar talking late. They were struggling to get a, a couple of win, kind of run going. Clydebank are more than capable of an up there as well. If they get a run going, they've won the last two, they've won four out of the last six. I mean, they're, 
they're a side that if they can get a run together, they've got the, the talent there to put a to get really kind of up towards the top of the table. Aye, absolutely. And get gone off it's there a cracking job there. Um, you know, and, and again he's assembled a, a strong squad. Um and it is a bit trying to build that momentum. You know, the, the, the quicker you can get a couple of league fixtures back to back, is particularly if you can turn them into wins. It's amazing what that does for you know for the your kind of momentum and the confidence going into your next game. You know what I mean? And, and that's that that's a cracking result for them because they should be looking to kick on for that that result. Because yeah, again, Trooner any mugs either. Let's be honest. Um, and the fact that they, they keep themselves in the game and for Clyde Bank to go and you know put four past Trun should give them enough confidence now to kick on. And that should be the message if you, you go into the, the, the players as you know look. We need to use this as a springboard to now go and see if we can build a bit of a run, you know, yeah. and get some wins behind us. Absolutely. We'll move into the first division. We'll start with, I think, probably the result of the weekend across the West in the, the entire five leagues with St. Cadillac's one, Bonnet and Thistle two, Taylor Allen and Craig Patterson scoring the goals for the visitors in a massive victory. St. Cadillac's winning run comes to an end and Bonnet and again another team. They're getting yeah. results. They're, you would, you would, again, a lot of people write them off at the start of the season. To go at St Cadillac's and win two one, that is a massive result for the club. Aye, ma- absolutely massive. And again, it, it's probably a result that's raised quite a few eyebrows because, yeah. um, given the run that, and how strong St Cadillac's has been so far in in, in that league, um, I don't think there would have been many folk, you know, expected on it to go there and turn them there. So, um, you know, full credit to them. And again, it just shows you though that uh, we keep talking about this competitive nature of the division yeah. and stuff like that. So. As much you know, as much as teams can go on a, a kind of healthy run, you know, there's Bonnet and turn up on Saturday, you know, and and um, you know, St. St. Caddox get probably, um, I wouldn't say a fright, but you know, they, they probably went into that fall of brimming with the confidence, and um, it's a it's a bit of a, don't be wrong. Sometimes these results are good, Scott, because it's a, a reminder that yeah, you know, it doesn't matter how well you're doing or how consistent you're on a um, fix, um, you know, results have been for you. That if you don't apply yourself right, or if you if you're low on top of your game, then you know most teams in that division are capable of going anywhere and, and picking up points. So you know, it's, sometimes you, you need that wee kind of jag, that wee reminder that you know you need to keep your your levels, you know, right up there. Oh, without a doubt, a massive result for Bonnet as well. Uh, big result as well. Gart Cairn are obviously leveling points now with uh, St. Carlos at the top of the table. A four-three one against Whitlitz. They had to work for it. The Whitlitz were 2-1 up. I think that'll be a sore one for Whitlitz as well, but we'll touch on that in a wee second. Uh, Jordan Love with a double and new signings, uh, Darren Bowie and Danny Burns for Gart Cairn. Again, Gart Cairn, they've, they've took advantage of the defeat for St. Caddox and again, a very tough victory, but they got there in the end. And, and again, you know, that, that sometimes that's what it takes. You know, you, you just try, you've just got to try and win games by whatever means, um, you know, and obviously they'll be disappointed conceding three at home. Um, but yeah, you know when you're up that top end of the division, it's all it's always about trying to look at the positives as much as you can because that's what's going to fuel you know the the next result for you. And um, it, it's the kind of perfect storm at the weekend for for Gap Cairn, You know, getting themselves further line with scoring again four at home, albeit conceding three, but that that brings them that wee bit closer to St Caddox and um, should give them a wee bit of a lift um, moving into the, the upcoming fixtures as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the, the signings of Darren Bowie and Danny Burns are massive as well. Obviously, Danny went to Stirling. It didn't really work out for him. He was brilliant for shots last season. He was probably as good as anybody in the league in terms yeah. of scoring goals. I think he's at the... I think Gart Cairn have won a watch there with the two players as well. But a sore one for Whitlitz. They're obviously in the middle of a difficult run. Again, you, you score three goals away from home against second place in the league you, nine times out of ten you, you walk away with three points or at, at the very least one to lose the game it, it's going to be a sore one Aye and listen it's the complete opposite where Gap Cairn will be you know take the positives out of that and as much as they'll be disappointed conceding three goals but they'll take the positives they've got the three points on the board that brings them level with St Caddox at the top end of the, the, the league Yeah You know Whitlitz on the other hand it's it, it's a sore one you know it kind of knocks the stuff, stuffing out of them a wee bit and Sometimes you end up getting that feeling over there. We need to be, you know, win, win games, and um, the reality is for them, you know, they've scored three away. For him, it, it probably one of the hardest, um, you know, away fixtures that they'll, they'll have all season. So it's looking at where they're conceding. You know, it's trying to keep 
things tight at the back. And I, I mean, I, I never seen the goals to be fair, Scott. So I don't know if any of them were individual errors or they were just, you know, collectively could have done better. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm pretty sure that they'll be back on the training pits through the week. You know, try to rectify that. And um, certainly for me, if it was me, I would be try to encourage the boys. You know, to to keep playing aggressive. You know, play on the front foot. You, you, you've showed that you're capable of going and scoring goals against the, the best sides in the division. How do we how do we keep the ball at the other side? You know what I mean? If you become hearty, beat and robust, and you're not giving away too many chances, then that that's your platform to go and then try and win some games and get some points on the board. Yeah, definitely. And they've got they've got chances as well. Obviously, they're sitting with four points after eleven games. They're five. They've got five games to play against Rossville, who are just who are the next position in the league. So do you know what I mean? They've they've got they're going to have opportunities, and they'll take a lot of confidence from that as well. Scoring three goals. I think obviously as well, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, losing the Kerr brothers to Arvin Meadows are, are going to be a huge blow as well. They're going to have to get some players in to obviously replace them because they're two big losses. And I think they will. I think Gordon and uh, Ian have got, they've got a lot of lot of contacts. They can get some players in. And I think, I do think while it's all, all get there, I do I do think, I think there's a lot of progress being made at the club. I do think they will get there. But I think they want to get results on the board quickly. Uh, Drum Chapel are sitting third in the league, a three one home victory over Thornwood United, Templeton Green and Coleman with the goals. Obviously it's gonna be a massive occasion for Drum Chapel this weekend. We'll touch on that at the end. But a three one win at home in the league and they're, they're sitting third, they'll be happy. They'll be aye, they'll be very happy. Listen, you know, I win I win's a win no matter how you, you get it. But Drum Chapel again, they're obviously showing that they're a strong side, you know, and amongst the, the teams in that, that division. Um to, to be sitting third top now, you know, they're They'll be happy with their, their kind of season's efforts so far, um, and I'm sure they'll be looking to keep on the, the kind of tails of St. Caddox and um, and Gart Cairn. Obviously, Thornwood have you know had a bit of a kind of sticky patch. Yeah. Um, you know they're finding things a wee bit difficult in that division. Um, they just need to you know roll the sleeves up and keep battling away and uh, try and keep this the squad as in high spirits as they can because it can be a bit you know lightweight. It's um, it can be a bit deflating when you're. Uh, you know, you're putting a lot into games and really not getting any rewards for it. But, you know, sometimes you've just got to um, dust yourself back down again and sort of hit the reset button. And, you know, you, you can't change what's happened in the, the, the fixtures before. So how do we go and try and, you know, convert the, the next fixture into a, a positive one and, and hopefully three points? And Thornwood, you know, are down there, obviously, with Rosevale and, um, and Whitlitz. And, it, 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 listen, it's got to be a scrap. You know, it's going to be a scrap for the teams doing that that bottom end of the division. Um, sometimes resources can play a part. We've obviously spoken about Whitlitz losing a couple of boys to to, to the Meda, the Care brothers. Um, and it's how do you recruit to, to replace yeah. the quality that you've maybe lost. And sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. It really depends on availability of players. Um, you know, how well can you, you know, can I sell uh, the club in the position the club's in? It's obviously precarious for them. So it's a, a, maybe a wee bit of a hard, harder sell for them. But um, I think fortune-wise, management team-wise, and all that, I know we dolls at Thornwood uh, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's a positive lad, he's a great coach. You know, he knows the game well, he knows that level really well. Um, so I, I, I'm sure they'll still have enough confidence in their own ability that they can turn things around about as well, just as you touched on there with Whitlitz. You know, you've got to, you know, you've got to keep that belief uh, amongst yourselves in the squad that, um, you know, things are not just as, you know, doom and gloom as... as but they might appear on, on paper again if you look at the division, but it's just about keeping that belief run about the, the squad because ultimately, you know, life goes on. You've got another fixture to go and try and uh, pull some points out of that as well. So um, it's just a dog-eat-dog down there, unfortunately. Aye, definitely. And two big away results as well. Can I want to bunch these together because I think they're a very similar story. Coburnley won one now away at St Rocks. James Marks with a goal for Coburnley. Uh, Rutherglen won one now away to Nielsen. Kevin Muirhead's first game as a new manager of Nielsen after leaving to join uh, for Muirkirk. Uh, Jack McElveen with the goal for Rutherglen. Two games, one nil wins, and the the two key players with the goals. It's kind of two similar similar results there. It's a much for a much, mate. You're right, um, pretty much, and I think we could probably um, round the, the the two fixtures off by saying the same things, probably to be honest. And again, obviously, we've been up against Coburnley in the previous round of the Scottish. I know what quality they've got through the side and um to go away to St Rocks, that's that's a good result for definitely. you know, and definitely one that they can use to try and kinda uh, kick themselves on again. Um you know, the same with Glen Cairn. Glen Cairn's season 
through cup competitions, game games being postponed, it's been a wee bit stop start. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, when you see when they, they get two or three league fixtures back to back, they can start to put some points back on the board again, and very quickly within a, a couple of weeks, you know, you can see the the table starting to take a a slightly different look to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I was at Glens for uh, three and a half years before I retired, and I know Willie and Joe Price really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, very professional, um, very positive guys. You know, they back their squad up one hundred percent. Um, and you know, they 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 always do a good job. They always do a good job. Willie and, and, and Joe know what it takes in that division as well. And I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll 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 do all right. They'll do all right. I think again, it's very similar to your position as well. That you just want to get a run of league fixtures. You know, so that you can really start to see that league table take a bit of a kind of true shape. Um, and Again, away to Nielsen, it's not an easy place to go, so they'll be delighted with that three points. Yeah, definitely. Final game in the first division, Rossville 2, Blantyre 2, but all reports a very even game. Again, probably both sides will be happy with a point. Aye, aye. I mean, again, we've got Ben McDougall, our goalie, at Rossville, um, so we're kind of keeping close tabs on him. And I think they've had a few sort of positive results. You know, they, they kind of seem to struggle at the beginning of the season, but they've picked up a few um, sort of impressive results. And that's not a bad point, to be fair, against... Yeah. Blantyre, Blantyre, you know, they've got a lot of young boys, you know, full of energy, you know, they play at a good tempo, Gibby's got them fit, you know, they, they, they play the game the right way, so I'm pretty sure Rossville will be as delighted with that, with that point as, as Blantyre will be, but Blantyre maybe look at that, maybe went into that game hoping to try and pick up maximum points, to be honest, I just, I know what Gibby's like, you know, he's, um, you know, he's um, competitive as, as they come, Gibby, and um, he always wants to win um, every game that he goes into, so um, he might see that as a wee bit of an opportunity to pick up, you know, another three points. But having said that, Rossville are capable of putting in a performance. So all in all, I think both teams will be relatively content with their, their day's work. To be honest. Yeah, definitely. We'll move into the second division. We'll just go through the games. We'll start on Friday night. Glasgow Union nil, Maryhill one. Maryhill scored after five minutes through trialist who scores again. Always seems to get a goal these days. <laughs> but Mary Hill, massive uh, 1-0 one away from home. Scoring early on, obviously, Glasgow Uni made a bit of a game of it. Uh, Colin McGraw, uh, Mary Hill, I've been told, had an unbelievable game. So, fair play to him. Uh, big result for Mary Hill. And obviously, they'll have their goalkeeper to thank, I would say, more than anybody. Aye. No, listen, massive. <laughs> any, any three points you can pick up when you're, again, doing it that bottom end of the, the, the table, you know, fighting and scrapping for points, uh, you've got to be delighted with them. Um, you know, Mary Hill, again, I've got a kind of relatively young squad. Uh, you know, again, we met them earlier on in the Scottish as well, so we, we, we know uh, their qualities firsthand, and um, that, they, they'll be more than delighted with that. You know, that, that's, a, that's a cracking uh, three points for them, and again, it's an opportunity for for Mark to, uh, you know, kind of remind the players that if they go and apply themselves and equip themselves the right way, then, you know, there's results there to be had. Yes. So they need to kind of try and use that as a springboard to, to find some sort of momentum. Yeah. Uh, first played second as well. Uh, St Anthony's came from behind twice. Uh, finished 2-2 between St Anthony's and Renfrew. Uh, a big home result for St Anthony's, I would say. Obviously, it keeps it kind of keeps it the same. Kind of obviously, Renfrew are still three points clear of St Anthony's at the top of the table, but St Anthony's have taken a lot of con- encouragement for the fact they came from behind twice. Obviously, Renfrew, if Renfrew had won, you would have said they were probably been a massive three points would have made the gap a bit big. But St Anthony's will take a lot of encouragement for that. I know. Listen, I think it's actually a good point for St Anthony's to be honest. As you said, to come back for being twice, you know, behind in the game. Just shows you uh, the resilience that they've got uh, through their squad as well, and um, that, that that's probably one of the big reasons why they find themselves at the top end of the, the, the league as well. You know, having the qualities. Then through Jimmy will probably be looking at that, especially being you know in front twice in the game, and maybe looking at that as a, a the opportunity missed. Um, but having said that, I think all in all, both teams will probably be happy with the outcome. Because nothing, you know, nothing venture, nothing gained, really. Yeah, I think both sides will probably, again, it'll probably be a draw. Both sides will be quite happy with. Uh, Glasgow Persia, again, move into fourth in the table. A 3-2 win away, away to Greenock. Again, Greenock made a good game of it. Glasgow Persia, I think they came from behind, I think. I think they were 2-1 down at one point, Glasgow Persia. Some result, again, and I think Bally Adams deserves a lot of credit. He's going, going under the radar. I was one of the people who said maybe Glasgow Persia would struggle this season, but... I didn't see them sitting fourth in the league at this, this stage of the season. That's some yeah. accomplishment so far. 
Uh, I know, listen, absolutely. And again, sitting fourth, but, you know, um, what are the joint points with we, we, we third top? Um, yeah, they're sitting there with fourth, before. yeah. And again, I've seen fourth as well uh, when we went to watch him play Mary Hill the week before we, we were due to meet Mary Hill in the Scottish. And, um, you know, fourth are a decent outfit. They've got some experience um, through their squad. Um, you know, so for, for Glasgow Persia to, you know, be up there, um, you know, in the mix, really, um, they, they, you know, at this point in the season, if, you know, if Billy had, if you gave that option to Billy at the start of the season, I think he'd be delighted to sit you know, in the middle of January, still going about things, definitely. Yeah, some result for Glasgow Persia as well. Well, I think Greenwich will take a lot of encouragement as well. They've been a team kind of struggling to get some wins on the board, and I know they've lost a game, but they'll be they'll be kind of hoping they can go. We obviously had Derek on at the start of the season. We were talking about this. They were in a good position then, and they've kind of fallen off a wee bit. But I think all it takes is a couple of wins, and they could be back in a good position. But uh, we'll move into Muirkirk as well. Big 4-2 victory for them as well. Obviously losing their manager last week. Nathan Bo- uh, Bogle's taking over there as caretaker. 4-2 win over Glasgow United. But what what the impressive thing is, Glasgow United were 2-0 up. Yeah, aye. And, and again, it just shows you that, um, you know, they've, they've obviously got plenty of belief amongst their squad. It doesn't matter if, if you go behind in the, in the game. They've, they believe that they've got enough quality, um, you know, to, to, to go and turn that run about and, um, again, to score four goals, whether you're at home or away, um, you know you, you've got to be happy with that. And um, it's one of the sort of results come the end of the, the, the game where your kicker looking at that. And as much as they'll be disappointed, maybe going two behind, and they will be looking to learn a wee couple of lessons for that. Because it's no every every fixture you're afforded the opportunity to come back into a game like that. But again, they'll be looking at that and thinking, you know what? If if we if we keep applying ourselves the same way that we are, then you're not going to be far away as we're capable of going on that kind of consistent run of games as well. Um, and as you say, it's not always easy when you lose a manager and you're trying to, you know, you're having to bring somebody else in new and freshen things up. And there's a wee bit of transition normally takes place first, but that's a great result for them, you know, and it kind of just keeps the ship steady the new while the new manager comes in and um, sort of brings his own ideas and stuff like that and as well. So, no, fair play to them, credit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Craig Mark too, Yoko Mill, Connolly and Tam with the goals. Again, Craig Mark, they're, they're sitting obviously fifth in the league, big one. Obviously, they had a, a difficult two loss in a row, but they've won the last two. Again, they'll be they're, they're a side that they're more than capable of being up there when they when they get a run on the board. Aye, and, and listen, Ryan Caddis will have them playing some decent football. Yeah. You know, um, you know, he's a good coach. He has got plenty of experience, um, and he's got some good players down there. So, um, I get, we keep kind of almost saying the same things here, but you know, they, they lose a couple, then they've no one two in the bounce. So. Mm-hmm. It's really just a, a case of trying to find that sort of consistent level performance-wise and um, sort of turning the performances into consistent results, really. Yeah. We'll go through the third division. Obviously, we'll start with Bell Salah, 1-0 victory at home to Lark Hall. Another big big win, obviously. It's been a, quite a, an impressive run. Bell Salah been on the past few weeks. Mark Hale with a goal. So, Lark Hall side that have been, have been doing really well as, as well. So, it's a big three points. Listen, I'm no surprised, Scott, because as I say, we went up to the Gasworks um, right at the start of the season. I think it was our second game um, in the division and, and drew nothing each with them up there. Um, and it was there was nothing in it. You know, very tight affair. Um, you know, lap caller, they're kind of an honest bunch. They're hardworking. Um, you know, they've got some experience through that squad as well. And um, they're a good side. And I'm no, it's no any surprise that they're sitting up the top end of the division, to be honest. Uh, when you see some of the results that they've had and the consistent runner results that they've had as well, um, I'm not remotely surprised. And as I touched on earlier, we, I think we're the only side in the division so far that's um, not conceded against Lapcall. You know, they know where the, they know where the goal is. Um, and, you know, that's obviously credit to our boys as well. Um, but, listen, Saturday, the conditions were... You know, yeah. horrific, you know, and, and obviously that was across the board. And um, it was just one of the games. First half, we were playing into the wind. Second half, we're playing with the wind at our back. They probably had upper hand in the first half overall. Went in on each at half time. We had the, the, the wind at back second half. And kind of took the, were able to take the game in them a wee bit more second half. Um, I said it was, it was one of the results where we were just wanting to grind it out. And I said that to the players before the game, you know, you've, you've got to go and win your battles first and foremost, you know, because it's not going to be pretty. Um, unfortunately, conditions are not going to allow for that. Um, but you've just got to go and try and find a way winning winning the game. And it's, listen, it's a massive three points for us because, as we've touched on earlier as well, it's, we're trying to, you know, get to a stage where we are um, picking up consistent... <laughs> 
uh, wins really, you know, and, and we're actually in a, a, a bit of a testing period for us when you look at the fixtures. Obviously, we came out of the uh, the Salt Coach result um, and, and get to uh, beat them to and, and picked up three points. And that wasn't an easy affair either, let me tell you. Not each at half time and we had to grind that one out as well. Um, Saturday was obviously our biggest test um, probably in the last few weeks domestically. Um, and we're obviously waiting for Ella Clyde this Saturday and then back at home to Lesme Hagel. So we've got a few big weeks coming up in the run into the Scottish and um, we need to focus. And it's about now when you see the the way some teams are picking up points and some other teams are dropping points. Obviously, I've lost some dropping points at the line. We'll touch on that in a second on Friday night. Um, but that's it. It's the nature of this division, Scott. You know, teams are dropping points all over the place and um, we just need to try and find that kind of consistent run, really. Um, and as much as this is a big couple of weeks for us, there's no reason why if we go, don't apply ourselves the way we did on Saturday there that we can you know, pick up some some their points along the, as we go along. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, brilliant result. Uh, you obviously mentioned there on Friday night, a draw some Wando Rye too. I think conditions were really, really poor here. I think it was a, a Friday night under the lights. It was very, very wild, but that's a huge result for Dorai. Obviously, a draw have been really, really impressive this season. Dorai, I think they've been another team, I think we've said, we've said this all night, like a team that have just been struggling to get a run on the board, but to go to the league leaders and win 2-1, it's a massive, massive three points again. Massive. Um, and obviously... Drossen seem to be picking up, you know, they, they seem to be the team with the most momentum behind them, you know, mm-hmm. obviously before Friday, um, yeah. you know, so um, probably a, a surprise result um, for a lot of people, but again, it's it's a reminder of the, the kind of competitive nature of this division and really genuinely everybody's capable of taking points off everybody else, you know, it's um, Drossen's run, consistent run, has been, um, you know, really impressive and I think for that reason alone, that it was probably a surprise result for a lot of people. But the Rai are a decent side. You know, they beat us at the, right, right at the very start of the season. They're a decent side. They've got some quality. Um, you know, and they're, they're, they're very direct in the Rai. And they obviously sort of took the game to Abdrossen on Friday night. But I said it's hard when conditions are the way they are, you know, because sometimes they can impact on the game as much as anything else during the game is, is just trying to get yourself to. You know that first half and Saturday for us, wind we we're playing against the wind, second half wind at a back. So, if that was the way Friday night went as well, then at a drossing, then you know, sometimes the conditions are as much a, a, having an, as much an effect on the game as anything else. But no, it's a crack, listen, a crack result for Dorian, they'll take a lot of positive uh, stuff out of that. Yeah, Lanark in a really good one as well, a 4 1 1 over Royal Albert, uh, five home wins, uh, five wins in a row. Good home result as well. Ha- Alan Lang, Hamilton and Watt with the goals. And they're, they're only a point behind their drossing. They have two games in hand. It's been a, a good week for Lanark. I know, listen, absolutely. And the uh, size doing a cracking job up there at Lanark as well. We were, we were up there just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they beat us 2 1. Um, and again, no very much in the size, but they've got some quality and they've got the players that can, that can hurt you. Um, but credit to Sai, they've, they've found a, a kind of level of consistency. Um, you know, and they're as good a side as, as any other side in this division, to be honest. Um, you know, and when you look at the teams that's up there, um, you know, with Lapcall and, and, and Ardrossan um, and Vela Clyde and stuff like that, you know, it's a much for a much. It's a much for a much. There's very, very little between the teams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Arvin Vax a 5 0 win at home to Garvin. East Kilbride Thistle 5 1 away to Solcoat. So that's two big results for them as well. So, uh, Savarese with a hat trick for Arvin Vax. And East Kilbride Thistle again, I think a lot of people's fancy at the start of the season. They've obviously got a, a squad stack with talent. And again, two sides with, with two big victories. Aye, absolutely. We've not played East Kilbride yet, Scott, so I've not even had a chance to have a look at them, to be honest. Um, but a 5-1 victory away from home. And we played Solcoats last Saturday, you know, at their place. And um, again, they're dogged. You know, they're, 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 they're a stuffy side. You know, they, they work hard for each other. They make life difficult for you. Um, so that's a crack result for East Bright. Um Obviously, they have Vicks one. They're they're strong. Scott, they're strong and got a lot of again, good players. Yeah, uh, very very direct. Obviously, Sabresi knows where the goal is as well. So he got a hat trick. I'm no surprised at that. Um, but uh, against a Girvan side, we were doing it Girvan and uh, Hogman A and drew three each with them. Um, to be honest, we conceded a really really late goal. I got into injury time and it felt like a defeat. To be honest, when we went down there. Uh, Drew three each, but um, 
to, to win five nothing is a is a convincing result to be honest and Irvin Vixel definitely got there thereabouts come yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, and uh, your next two opponents, obviously, we we away victory as well. Les Mahegel one two and all away to Fenard, uh, Woodlock and McStay with the goals, and Vela Clyde again back to winning ways with a one 0 victory away to Port Glasgow. Two sides of uh, Vela Clyde sitting third in the league, Les Mahegel sitting fifth. Again, they're two sides as well that are they're more than capable of being up there at the, top, at the end of the season. Aye, 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 and again we seem to be saying you know very similar things for a lot of the, the sides up there. But you're right, you're right. Um, We've, we've not seen or been up against Fairlight this season so far, so it'll be a good test for us um, as well come Saturday. We'll get into that way confidence, but you know that they've put plenty of points on the board and they'll be they'll be more than content with their, their, their efforts so far in the season. Obviously, I know Dale Wilson well, Collins in there at the Vale as well, good coach, mm-hmm. uh, you know, knows what he's doing. Um, he's got the players playing some decent football and obviously at this time of year, tough conditions, but Port, you know, to get away to Port Glasgow, um, and, and win no matter whether it's a convincing one or no you know to go away if you want a side like Port Glasgow and pick up uh, all three points they'll be delighted with that they'll be delighted with that um, so aye I, I'm looking forward to Saturday because it'll be another test for my players as well it'll be a slightly different test to that call obviously we're away if you home as well um, but um, I'm looking forward to it it'll be, a, it'll be a, an interesting tie yeah, absolutely well. Uh, fourth division, three games to talk about. Coside, 14 wins out of 14, a 1 0 1 away to Glenville. Very tough going, but it sounds of it, a big result for Bailey's side again. They just keep going. Uh, West Park, obviously, sitting second. Uh, they're still six points behind, but 5 0 home run against Harmony Row. And Threve, Connor Potts with a hat trick for Threve and a 4 0 1 at home to St. Peter's. Again, three, the top three, they're, they're winning games and they're, they're looking like it's going to be very hard to see past them at the top. Aye, and, and to be honest, uh, I'm kind of struggling to see past Kilside myself. I've heard a lot of good things about uh, that Kilside side and um, that, that's no surprise to me that they are yeah. sort of dominating that division so far. Obviously, uh, West, West Park are kind of keeping on their tails to, to an extent. I think they've got a game in hand over them, is that right? Aye, so that kind of brings yeah, Brings me three points um, off Kilside, uh, but um, when you when you kind of see through the, the sort of top two, top three down, there's a wee bit of a gap starting to open up there, and sort of Kilside are obviously leading that pack, and um, I would fully expect them if they don't win it, um, they'll, they'll, they'll certainly be right up there. But I expect them probably they, they seem to be the strongest side, and they're, they're kind of showing that way, um, you know, their consistent run of wins and stuff like that. So um, you know, if I was a betting man, um, I'd probably be putting some safe money out that Coside will still be up right up there at the coming end of the season. Yeah, I think it's I think you're absolutely right. I think Coside again. Fourteen wins out of fourteen is unbelievable as well. They're really competitive league when you've got West Park three obviously came with a big reputation to and again a young coach in Bailey, Hanlon, who we speak we speak about all the time, to do that at such a young age and have a team fourteen wins out of fourteen he's he's it's some job he's doing. Aye, and, and again, we've not really, you know, obviously there's only a couple of fixtures uh, in that division at the weekend there, but that'll be a competitive division as well, do you yeah. know what I mean? And there, there'll be maybe half a dozen to, to sides in there that are capable of taking points off each other. So, you know, for, for Coulsides to go in that unbeaten run um, for the start of the season just shows you how strong they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly the boys are doing a, a cracking job in there and it's about keeping that belief, you know, <coughs> keeping that sort of consistent sort of level, um, you know, and... They've now sort of broke the back of the uh, the first half of the, the, the league, so they'll certainly be looking to replicate that again uh, for the running for the second yeah, half. Absolutely, I, I, it's absolutely. But it's been a very eventful weekend in the the west of Scotland. Obviously, you said obviously you're away to uh, Vale Clyde on Saturday, eleventh of February, home at Glenafton, the quarterfinals again. Glenafton storied history with the Junior Cup. Big occasion for the club, and we can only wish us all the very best. And again, it's going to be some occasion for the club. No, thanks, Scott. Obviously, um, I'll be reminding the players as we can get here. We've got a couple of league fixtures to, to yeah. take care of first and foremost. But obviously, um, you know, behind the scenes, the club are working hard to try and get some um, infrastructure in place so that we can sort of make the occasion as good as we possibly can and sort of capitalise on the fact that. Well, I think that's the first time since 1974 that the club's been exactly. at the quarter-final stage of the Scottish, um, and I don't think they've ever been any further, so right. um, you're allowed to dream, Scotty. Yeah, you know, definitely. Dream. Um, and listen, it's all credit to really everybody connected to the club, to be honest, you know, including the, the squad, because ultimately when you put the boys across the line, 
Um, they've got to go and deliver, and you know we've had a tough, tough kind of part of the the Scottish run. Get up to Aberdeen a couple of times, mm. um, you know, and regardless of the levels that the clubs operate at up there, you know they're never easy. You know you you've still got to go up there and earn that right to, to win the game. Um, so the boys have done that, and credit to them. I remember being up at Colony Park when we were um, three nothing down with about eighteen minutes to go. Believe it or not, and combating one four three. Um, in the first round so you know that kind of set us up nicely um, but listen it's a romance you know what I mean the, the, yeah. the players have got, to, they've got to be a sponge because they might never get this opportunity again and that's what we keep reminding them Neil and I as much as we're enjoying it we obviously try to keep the players firmly on the ground um, and when the time comes and when the time's right don't don't worry about it Scott we will start to look forward to the, the proper build up to, to, to that, that fixture Glen Afton, as you've touched on, they're, they're a giant, you know, they're a junior giant, let's be honest. Um, and it'll be the hardest test that, that, that our players are, are probably going to come up against this season so far. Hopefully it's not the last hard test, but um, listen, we'll go into it. We've got nothing to lose and everything to gain, you know what I mean? So we'll be sending the boys out there that day, trying to instill a bit of belief in them. You know, go and get your best shot. You know, don't let the occasion pass you by. Don't get caught up on the occasion. Enjoy it. Be a sponge to it all. Mm-hmm. But above all else, go and put on a performance. You know what I mean? Go and leave everything out on the park. And if you can back in after 90 minutes, regardless of the result, and you've gave it everything that you possibly could, then you, you'll have a happy co-management team. That, yeah. that, that's for sure. Absolutely. We're wishing you all the best with it, Dean. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show. Thank you very much. No, I appreciate that, Scott. And thanks for having us, mate. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please follow us on social media for consistent West of Scotland football coverage. Just uh, one wee thing as well, obviously, with Drum Chapel and Darvel being in the uh, Scottish Cup. We will have a wee bonus episode on Friday with the Scottish Football Show Extra. We will be chatting to the Drum Chapel manager, Adam Hopes, about the, the game ahead. It's going to be a big occasion for the club, and obviously it's a, a wee bonus episode. We're going to preview all the Scottish Cup games uh, over for the weekend ahead. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers.